Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness, so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship so you can get your life back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life. What happens when a narcissist realizes you don't want to be controlled anymore? In fact, you refuse to be controlled anymore. What happens? Look, this is something that is super difficult. When someone is trying to control you, we need to look at what's the reason? Why would anyone want to control another human being? You know, just let's take a step back. Why would someone want to do that? Why would it be okay for somebody to tell you how you should live your life and have control over you on how you should live your life. That in itself, we should just step back for a moment and think, why? Why would that even be the case? Why why would someone want to do that? Look, uh, before we get into that, I've had so much interest in the Heal to Thrive program. It is a lot of deep work. If you want to be part of the program. If you are interested in investing in yourself in therapy because you want to move forward and invest in you so you can reap the rewards of for the coming year in 2024, it is a four-month program. You can start the Heal to Thrive program as well. So 2024 looks like a different year for you. Click on the masterclass in the resources section and you can register for a free one-to-one and we can look at what kind of therapy you can invest in so you can move forward and we can see if we're aligned in terms of the um, Heal to Thrive program. So let's go back to the narcissist. Let's take a step back. Why? Why would someone else want to tell you how to live your life and critique you all the time? We are all here to live a life the way that we should want to, you know, ultimately, this is an amazing experience to be alive, to be you. That's what's amazing is for you to be you, authentically you and really express who you are and really enjoy who you are and really feel good being you. For somebody to come along and tell you that you're not okay the way you are and you need to change and mold into something that they think you should be, it's just not normal. It really isn't. And fundamentally, that must mean that this person doesn't feel good about themselves. They are hiding something about who they really are and they haven't done what they want. So we have to ask, they just want to tell you how to live because there is a flaw. Anyone, anytime someone is asking you to do something or do it in a particular way, you have to think about, have they done it? What they're telling me to do, have they done it? Or are they just a backseat driver telling me what to do? You see, think about it. Words are cheap especially for a narcissist. They can say everything. They know how to speak. They can convince you that they know everything. But anyone can say anything. They can say, oh, we're going to go here. We're going to go Paris next year, blah, 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 blah. 
But what are they doing on a day-to-day level? And have they shown you that they can be there for you? Or are they just critiquing all the time like the backseat driver? When we realize that the narcissist is the narcissist, you have already done so much work, really, truly. Then we are in a position to actually say, okay, I want to heal the pain that this narcissist has created for me, the trauma. Um, And that's where you might want to do programs and get therapy and get healing. It's really important to do it at that point. Today, I want to look at the psychological impact of when you no longer want to be controlled. So you've realized that the narcissist is a narcissist and you've done loads of research and perhaps you've already healed your emotions and some of the trauma around narcissistic abuse. You've looked at your nervous system because obviously narcissists impact our nervous system, our emotions, our thinking patterns. You've done some of that work. The narcissist starts to see that you're getting your power back and that you're noticing the patterns, yeah? And this we have to really connect with and see the narcissist you would have come to terms with cannot change. And this there's so much research. I mean, even self-diagnosed narcissists that have studied narcissism, uh, who are professors, have actually stated that actually, you know, narcissism is like stage four cancer. There is absolutely, that diagnosis shows that there's absolutely nothing can be done for you. It's like knowing that no matter how much therapy you do, no matter what you do, you can't actually get to that point of actually having empathy for another human being and relating to other people in a way that actually is, you know, brings joy, brings happiness through connection. You see, what it is, they they are also, the other thing is with narcissists, sometimes people think, okay, are, are narcissists even aware of what they do? Yeah, they are. Because they actually can change their behaviours during different parts of the cycle. Sometimes there's the love bombing phase. Sometimes there's the um, um, dehumanising or that whatever they're doing to you. They're using different tools at different times. And sometimes they go to their toolbox and they try to be nice to disarm you. If that doesn't work, then they will rage at you to disarm you, to, to attack you. They will use whatever tools they can do to actually um, impact you. So they, or sometimes they even use enablers and stuff to shame you. So They will use whatever they need to. So they have awareness of what they're doing. They know that what they're doing to you is bad. But the difference between a narcissist and you is is empathy at the core. they, They don't have empathy or they have very little empathy and you do. So what happens is when we do something, because all of us make mistakes, all of us do things that are wrong because we're human beings. But the difference is when a narcissist does it and how we do it with empathy, there's two different outcomes. And we really want to look at those. When a narcissist does something wrong, they will come to a different conclusion. When you do something wrong, say you've um, shouted at your child or you've been, you've you've got triggered and you've done something that you wish you hadn't done. 
you will go inward, you will reflect on what's happened, you will have a sense of self-reflection, you will look at, okay, this is what happened, this is what I said, and you analyze things, and then you will put yourself in the other person's shoes. This is called empathy. What that enables you to do is to be able to get a different perspective. And as soon as you get a different perspective, you actually start to feel bad about hurting another human being. So then you think, okay, I want to change my behavior going forward, or I want to actually apologize. But it's wholeheartedly, you've actually changed. Something shifted inside of you because you've got a new perspective. You've got a new way of looking at things. That's what empathy does. It enables you to see something from a different perspective. Then you go back to that person and say, this is what's happened. I'm really sorry I shouted. I was really struggling with this, but I realized I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to change my behavior moving forward. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to try not to do that again. And you really mean it. That's what enables relationships to help us evolve and grow and become even better human beings. That's what happens when you have empathy. That's why it's so important to have empathy because actually it enables you to evolve and grow and become a better and better person all the time. You're constantly trying to evolve and grow. Whereas when a narcissist goes through that same scenario, they know they've done something wrong. They know that they they have a little bit of awareness in that. They know that they've done something wrong. Then they'll go through the analysis phase where, you know, they'll, they'll think, okay, you know, what I did wasn't right, blah, blah, blah. But the conclusion they come to is totally different because they cannot step inside your shoes and actually even consider the impact from your perspective on how you must feel and actually get a different perspective. That's why narcissists can't change and evolve and grow because they haven't got the ability from doing the self-reflection to actually come out with the conclusion that most people get, which enables them to change their behavior and then take different actions moving forward. What they do is something completely opposite. They actually go through paranoia, worry about what what the person's thinking, etc. And then they will shift everything because they live in an illusion. The narcissist lives in an illusion. It's not real. They have an inflated sense of reality of who they are, grandiose thinking, etc. It will all kick into place. And then they will come out with things like, it's not my fault. They could cheat on you. They could, you know, um, gamble all the family finances. They could hurt you physically. They could, you know, do the most atrocious things. They could lie. They could even kill someone, you know, uh, but they always be, it's not my fault. Um, no matter what has happened, they'll do their self-examination, soul-searching, but they will always conclude, it's not my fault, no matter what the situation. I did nothing wrong. I am not to blame. I am not responsible. I am a victim. This is the ridiculous part, I know. I have been abused. They will even come out with something ridiculous like that. The all, the outcome is always going to be the same. So no matter how much you try and explain to them 
what they've done, from your perspective, it will make no difference. They will always come out with those conclusions because they do not have the ability to um, empathize. They have no empathy. That's the problem. So look, they will tell you in essence, the problem is with you. So they could cheat and then say, it's because of you. You did this. You were working. That's why I cheated. It's ridiculous. The abuse could increase if as you become more aware and you start to see that no matter what you do and narcissists are always right and they always shift the blame onto you etc and when you become aware of that and you start to see okay this is what they do and you can expect it the abuse will increase they will use everything in their toolbox they will be nice to disarm you Yeah, they will rage, they will abuse, they will shame you through enablers or they'll try and get other people involved. They will do whatever it takes. There there will be another issue around this, right? When you start to see who the narcissist is and say if you've done some of the work um, on healing yourself, the problem you will find yourself, and this is probably the last phase of healing from narcissistic abuse, is that you will want to tell everyone the truth. You will try and convince people that this is who they are. They are a narcissist. Can you not see? They're lying. They're telling lies. Yeah, we know they're telling lies. I mean, sometimes they are lying about something that is absolutely obvious to everybody that they're lying, but they will still continue to lie. But they will never, ever accept the truth. This is a hook. This is a really big hook. Say if you've done a lot of healing, this is still a hook. If you want to expose the narcissist, this is a hook and, you know, for staying in the abuse, unfortunately. And it is probably the last phase of the the narcissistic abuse healing where you just don't feel you can let go. And we want to show the world and everyone that, look, you know, or we feel that maybe we haven't processed all our emotions properly. We feel that I have every right to be angry because of the injustice of this person. You know, this is who the narcissist is and I have every right to be angry about it. That is true, you do. But I have to ask you, who's suffering with that? Who's suffering? You know, the narcissist has got away with what they've got away with. They did what they did and it was awful. But every single time your mind thinks about what they've done and every single time you talk about the story about what they did to you, your mind will sink into the anger, the frustration, the resentment, the sadness, the numbness. You're just re-traumatizing yourself every single time you talk about it. You know, if you just keep talking about it over and over again, all you're doing is staying trapped in the abuse by the narcissist. You know, Buddha described it as like holding a hot coal in your hand. You know, if you hold a hot coal in your hand or, you know, or ice, for instance, it will burn, yeah? You're holding it 
is burning you. But if you could just let it go, you won't be burnt anymore. You know, when we can actually let go of this burden that we're carrying, this painful story that we're carrying, and the painful feelings that we're carrying, that is true forgiveness. That's forgiveness. Saying in your head that I forgive this person, but still feeling angry at them for what they did and talking about the story and feeling the injustice. If you have the feelings, then the the forgiveness is it hasn't happened. And a lot of the time, the forgiveness isn't about forgiving the narcissist. It's really about you forgiving you. If we feel angry that some I've allowed myself to be treated this way by the narcissist, or if we I feel angry at them for treating me this way, really deep down, I'm angry that I allowed it. You know, and that angry, whatever it is with someone or something with the narcissist, what's really important isn't so much what they did. We've got to make the narcissist irrelevant, to be honest. What we've really got to do is actually connect with the feelings that we feel, to actually look at the anger itself, to look at the sadness itself, to look at the numbness itself. And then heal that. That's what's really important. Not so much what they did. Because if you keep looking at, so if we've got the hot coal in our hand and we keep holding it, it's burning for the first five minutes. But after 10 minutes, it's burnt more of our hand. After a year, it's still burning our hand. It's burning more of us. You see, what happens is if we keep a hold of it, it actually creates more of itself. It's like it almost becomes an addiction where you keep talking about the same story over and over again. And that is how narcissists can keep you trapped in that pain, the abuse, long after the relationship is actually ended. And I can see this sometimes, you know, I don't know if you've ever being in a taxi or something and someone's telling you I remember being in a taxi and the the driver was telling me how his wife had done this or that and they had been divorced for seven years and I just thought oh my gosh she's still talking about this and probably talking about it every single time someone new comes into the taxi you see change comes when we really become more loving understanding more compassionate towards those feelings. You know, this is why I really talk a lot about self-love and understanding and being kind and being loving towards yourself. You see, you've got to do the emotional work to release this. It's not about telling the story over and over again. It really isn't. But it's more about focusing on the feelings and healing those looking at the sadness, looking at the anger, looking at the frustration, or looking at the numbness itself. This is where you take the story away. Allow yourself to let go of the anger, yeah, of what he or she did to you. This is something that we do do in the Heal to Thrive program, and it will start to transform 
you know, your emotions will start to transform. They start to dismantle, they start to melt, they start to move. And you find then freedom from the anger, from the sadness, from the frustration, from the going round and round. And then you'll have the tools you need to navigate anything in your life. You see, if someone can make you mad, someone can make you sad or angry or frustrated, they still control you. It's like they can throw you off your game at any time. Have you ever found yourself telling yourself, I'm going to do this, I'm going to move forward, I'm going to I'm going to change my life, and then something happens and you get thrown off balance. It feels like the same old thing. Everything goes wrong for me. This especially happens when you're trying to move forward. If you're still holding on to the hot coal, it's still going to be there even when you're trying to move forward. You see, emotional intelligence is about not letting people take you out of your character, yeah, no matter what. And when someone does take you out of character, you notice it and you think, oh my gosh, this may be a narcissist or whatever. These people aren't good for me because I don't want to be taken out of character. I want to be me. And there's a really interesting statistic on why it's so important. Majority of millionaires don't have the highest IQ, which is an intelligence quota. They have the highest EQ, which is the emotional quota. So, you know, I was like, if I, you know, can actually navigate my emotions, that's going to be more important. That's how we connect with people. See, when the narcissist sees you getting more in control of your emotions, where they can't control you, they might then employ enablers to try and keep you in line. They might use shame and guilt to control you and say, look at what this person's saying about you, that person's saying about you, that person's saying about you. Where you feel you have to defend yourself or explain, no, it's not me, it's the narcissist, da-da-da-da-da. They will want you to feel shame so that then they have a way of controlling you. You see, you are so strong, right? Just think about tolerance, the amount of tolerance that you have towards emotional pain, abuse, stress, high levels of stress. Your tolerance is super high. What's happened is in a toxic relationship, They've just slowly, slowly increased your tolerance to stress over time. It's 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 like drinking or or you know eating chilies or hot foods and stuff or anything. If you have a little bit more each time, your tolerance increases over time. So your tolerance for managing stress and abuse is high. You are strong, yeah. But the problem you have is that you can get triggered more easily because of everything that you've worked. There's an accumulation of emotions. If you could heal all of that, can you imagine how far you'd get in life? Because you can tolerate a lot. If you could just get rid of a whole load of emotions and you know the hot coal that you're carrying at the moment, you could manage a lot. So you've got to stop trying to get validation from other people. This is part of the healing, right? Because they're going to try and use shame and guilt and all the other things so that they can get you re-engaged in talking about the story over and over again. Because they have trained you to want validation. 
If you can keep a hold of the story, they know you're keeping a hold of all the emotions. You see, emotional intelligence allows you to connect with something greater, the power within you, your intuition, your gut instinct. It's no surprise that there's actually a color, um, there's actually successful people who have high EQ also use their intuition and gut instinct a lot. They trust and believe in themselves. And this goes hand in hand. So you will want to, if you want to move forward where you want to let go of the narcissist, you have to let go of the hot cold, the emotions. It's not so much what they did. It's more the emotional feelings that you're carrying every time you talk about it. Why are you looking to get validation? You've got to let it go so that it no longer burns you. That is when the narcissist truly becomes irrelevant, where you stop wanting to explain or need validation, where you don't feel addicted to needing validation and explaining because you're holding on to the hot coal, the excuses of why I'm holding on to the hot coal. Yeah. Then you can focus on the emotions and heal those. When we can heal the emotions, we find peace. This is how you can find yourself again and find peace once more. So in terms of what what happens when the narcissist you know, realizes you refuse to be controlled, they will up the ante. They will try lots of different ways. They will try enablers, and hence why I'm talking a lot about let the story go. Don't worry about defending yourself or explaining what's happened. You don't need to explain yourself to anybody. And if you feel you need to explain yourself to somebody, then look at the emotions behind that. What is the emotion that's making you want to do that and start healing that? And if you're looking for 2024 to be a completely different year where you feel like you're in your power, you're confident, you are yourself and you're letting this all go so you can breathe again and have a different life moving forward, then please do look in the resources section and look at um, the free masterclass and download that and then we can talk through what kind of therapy you might need and whether this might be a good option for you, the Heal to Fry program. The most important thing about this is the compassion, the love, the understanding that you have towards yourself. That is super important. So the next time somebody tells you that you're not good enough, be loving, be kind, be understanding. If you find yourself telling yourself that you're not good enough because you were in this relationship, be loving, be kind, be understanding. That is what helps shift the emotions so that you can move forward and find your peace again. Sending you so much love as always. Um, Till next time.